Oh, it's so good to be back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Basic Binges on the Nom Talk Network. Um, it is me, Mike Manalo, um, host of this evening's wonderful recap, uh, you know, show uh, for Iron Man 1 and Iron Man 3. Oh. Um, because we are celebrating two very big anniversaries for this. Uh, Iron Man's 15th anniversary, first debuted May 2nd, 2008. And Iron Man 3's 10th anniversary, which debuted on this weekend, this coming weekend, in 2013. But that being said, I can't do this alone, folks. Much like Tony Stark himself, he has to have his Avengers with him. And we've got the greatest group of the world's mightiest podcasters with us today. Um, we can't talk about Tony Stark without introducing Tony Sanchez. So, Tony Sanchez, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here and co-hosting with me. Uh, what would you, would you like to do an intro? Yeah. Hi. Uh, well, I first want to talk about these guys. I wear these a lot on this show and it's not because I'm like trying to be like cute or like fashionable. It's literally because my neurodivergence can't stand my hair in my face. But I think for today, I think I got to break out these guys. Yeah. was a birthday nice. gift from my best pals and they got me little custom Iron Man Mickey ears. So this is what you're looking at for the rest of the night. I'm sorry. Say, so, uh, hi. Are we introducing beverages and snacks yet, or is that later? Yes, we are. Uh, what okay. are you eating and drinking? Uh, I'm gonna mix this real quick, and it's very much an experiment. So I'm gonna do a splash of this kettle one peach and orange blossom. Do a little <gasps> bit of that because I'm not drinking much these days, and uh, I still have to go to work tomorrow. And then yeah. we're gonna couple that here with my Arizona green tea with uh, cucumber. And then we're going to do that in this awesome glass that we just Ace. got the last yeah. Dapper Day. And I don't know if you guys can see that, but it's got a Stark Industries etching on that. Cool. I love it. So, yeah. So it was very, Easy. very fortuitous that we Easy. got. Very cool. I love it. I love it, Tony. Thank you for, you know, drinking alcohol during an Iron Man like you know, show. That's that's the most appropriate way to celebrate. Classy. Yes. Indeed. <laughs> Um, we also have my fellow Avenger, literal Avenger from the Avengers Initiative, uh, Jen Athey. How are you, Jen? Doing well. How are you, Mike? Long time Very no good. see. Long time no see. <laughs> I know. know. <laughs> uh, what are you eating and drinking tonight, Jen? And would you like to do an intro? Yeah. Hi, I'm Jen for Athey. And like Mike said, we are, um, we're co-Avengers on the West Coast Avengers, which is a California chapter of a cosplay service group. And we had an event yesterday helping out the Ronald McDonald House Walk for Kids in the Inland Empire, which was a lot of fun. I am having a Thai beef bowl because my plans to go get a cheeseburger were thwarted by, I'm a dumbass and left my lights on last night when I got home. So uh, my car would not start for me. But I figured, you know, a Thai beef bowl, it's about as authentically uh, Asian as the Mandarin was. So, you know, um, <laughs> and there's beef, so it's a cheeseburger. And I'm washing it down with a nice glass of, oh, mango cart i also turned on my dark city background from like months ago so i'm not quite sure how this happened um but yeah i'm having some mango cart and some water to kind of calm my my car my car stress and i'm looking forward to talking about these movies tonight and i love your stark industries jacket as well or sweatshirt as well yes thank it. you i noticed now my camera is no longer mirrored too so this is exciting technology night for everyone it's great <laughs> i mean you can't ha you can't do it like a show about Tony Stark without you oh. know talking about tech failing basically. Yeah, um, I know. It's just oh, there we go. There we go. Yeah, there we go. We got the arc reactor. There we go. Yes. Uh, this stuff very rarely ever fails, but occasionally there's bugs. Um, 
Additionally, in addition to the wonderful Tony and Jennifer, I am also accompanied here by my fellow fellow blazer wearer, uh, Jack Vega. How are you doing, sir? Looking very dapper. Thank you. Thank you. Doing good. Doing good. Kind of new to Los Angeles. Been here about, about a year and a half. Almost. Well, June will be two years. Uh, originally from New Jersey, right outside of New York City. So it came a long way. <laughs> very cool. But I like it here. And I've um, kind of just taken things one day at a time, enjoying it. So there's a lot to see. Not upstate New York, right? Not Avengers Campus? No, no. Right, right outside of New York City. Very cool. <laughs> very cool. Well, Jack, it's awesome to have you on the show. Thank um, you. Thank you guys for your wonderful introductions. Now back to me. Um, no, I'm kidding. I figured that would be a very Tony Stark thing to say. No, um, I am so excited to talk about this, guys. I feel like um, we're talking about both Iron Man and Iron Man 3 collectively. Um, and, uh, you know, I think it's very important that um, if we're going to talk about these both collectively, we have to rank them together as kind of a unit. You know, I mean, we can't start out any of these shows without talking about how much we love these shows uh, or the, sorry, uh, how much we love these movies and what our overall popcorn score is going to be for all of this. So um, without further ado, I'll, I'd like to kick it to Jack. Um, Jack, collectively speaking, Iron Man 1, Iron Man 3. I know a lot of not a lot of love out there for Iron Man 3 and in general, as far as the entirety of the MCU is concerned. But, uh, you know, there's some love out there for, from some people. Um, and I'd like to see if you're one of those people. So collectively between Iron Man 1 and Iron Man 3, what's your average score? And and what are your individual ranks? Just out of curiosity. So I, uh, average score between the two, I would say it's got to be around maybe like a four, you know, because I really like I mean, I agree with you, you know, Iron Man 1. It was what kind of what started the whole thing. And, you know, I know that, that the Incredible Hulk movie, they say that that was the first one that came up before. But I think Iron Man kind of set the bar for all of them to kind of what, you know, what the standard was moving forward. Uh, mm-hmm. And the music, the soundtrack in, in the first Iron Man, I mean, everything about it, it was just pitch perfect, in my opinion. Um, with that being said, you know, Iron Man 3, I don't think kind of hit the mark as, you know, didn't really come up to that standard. Um but you know, I still like it. They're they're, both, they're all great movies. They're fun to watch. You know, it's a Christmas movie, like uh, like one of the uh, co-hosts said before. And uh, you know, it's it's just a lot of fun. I love watching the movies. Hundred percent. Um, yeah, great, great explanation. Uh, I think a lot of people will agree with you. I think most people, general consensus, right? Like Iron Man three is nowhere near as good as Iron Man one. Obviously, I think, right? That's that's something that we'll all kind of agree on. Um, safe take. As we, yeah, it's a safe take. Um, but that being said, really good explanation, Jack, and, and fair score. Um, yeah. Tony, would you like to talk more about Tony? Um, Iron Man 1, Iron Man 3, individual scores and consolidated scores. I mean, Iron Man has only gotten better with age, um, especially when you think about uh, where, you know, that MCU Infinity Saga eventually ended up um, over the course of so many years, especially since so much of it just immediately is like you can see the direct line in terms of influence tone humor um how how serious uh you know we we take these these concepts no matter how silly and over the top they may be um the bar is definitely set from a cgi perspective uh sometimes other movies that came along after 2008 didn't seem to reach that cgi bar so i mean the first iron man i mean it's Pretty, I mean, if I wanted to be super, super critical, which is not often, I mean, I could make the argument for 4.5 or 4, 4.75, but I mean, I think it's a safe bet to just say five out of five. It's always going to be one of my top contenders for like, you know, what is the best mo- comic book movie of all time? I'm like, that's a pretty, that's a pretty, pretty awesome addition to that debate. 
um iron man 3 <laughs> that movie oh my <laughs> i'm so upset and most of my criticisms about this movie have everything to do with guy pierce and the fact that we get this very um in my opinion cliched predictable like euro trash villain in my opinion <laughs> the only euro trash villain that should be allowed to exist is is alan rickman and die hard um i i just don't think there's any point in trying to like improve upon <laughs> that 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 formula and when i saw that they tried to do that here to a hilarious degree i would say um yeah so it this movie is very offensive to me uh for a lot of reasons <laughs> that have nothing to do with robert downey jr or uh, the story. Uh, yeah, actually, I do have issues with the story as well. Um, but yeah, most of my complaints have to do with just the opposition. Uh, so that movie uh, gets around like a 2.53. Uh, so on average, I had to do some math and we had to do some some other mathing. And basically, I, <laughs> I, 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 I rounded down and I gave them an average of 3.5. Ouch. Just because of Iron Man 3. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's, that's a very fair assessment, Tony. Uh, Sink the battleship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> a very fair assessment. Um, I Jen, I want to get your ratings too, but uh, we do have a redemption for Hydrate from Heartless. Um, so everyone who has a drink, which isn't me, sorry guys. Um, you know, Tony's going sober. Um, yeah, uh, feel free to hydrate. Yeah. Um, but that I'll, being said, I'll drink for the ones who ain't. Yes, please. If you want to do a second like sip for me jack that would be great um you know what i'll make another one for you there you go i love that thank you there we go perfect (laughs) you didn't have to do that um okay well fair enough tony and uh we'll dive into that a little bit more but i did want to let you know uh guy pierce is listening right now and we are going to go ahead and patch him through to you um and so you can tell him how much you hate him um not just an iron terrible sir hate everything that he does absolutely awful your entire Um, no, stop. Exactly. Do you imagine? <laughs> it's like my worst fear in life. It's not even him as an actor. I quite enjoy his work, actually. That's why I was so surprised of like, oh my, yeah. but anyways, I don't want to, I don't want to hijack this conversation. That's not what I told him, so he probably won't believe that, but that's okay. You can try and sell it anyways. Um, no, I'm kidding. Uh, but okay, let's hear from someone who hates Guy Pierce a little less. Uh, Jenny, um, overall <laughs> scores of both Iron Man 1 and 3. And uh, just, you know, individually as well. <laughs> I gave an overall score of four. So I gave Iron Man a five. It's yeah. it's a five across the board. Um, whether you want to say it's the one that started at all, if you don't believe that, that's fine. It's just such a solid movie. Um, yeah. Aside from one casting misstep, which they fixed, uh, you know, which I, oh, yeah. <laughs> which I'm sure we'll talk about. I think we, um, all, know I think we all know who that is. Um, you know, I think it's a solid five. Even some of the background cast is you're like, wait, is that, is that the guy from Friday night lights? You know, stuff like that. So it's just such a great movie. Um, I watched them both again today and, and Disney plus is like, we well, should watch Iron Man too. And I'm like, nope, not going to do that today. So, um, or any day for a long time, yeah. but, um, I gave that one a five and I gave Iron Man three, a three. Um, I love Tony and Harley talking. I love their banter. Yeah. I think it's adorable. Uh, I still have to go back sometimes when I'm watching Endgame and be like, that's not the same guy. But my son also grew 
over a foot in less than a year. So it's totally the same kid. I get it, but it still throws me off. Um, I have a fun game I play with stuff with that guy was in 24. That's my game. And so I got to play that game a couple of times with uh, Iron Man 3 with the bad guy. Um, and then it's just, it's kind of like little things about it that I like, but I couldn't tell you cohesively that I like the movie as a whole. Uh, I agree with Tony about a lot of things about Guy Pierce's character. Um, especially it's it's every comic book villain, right? It's always yeah. the guy or gal who's carrying their stuff and trips and falls and drops it all and nobody helps them. Or, you know, it's it's the scorned person with the idea. He's just very, he's a trope and he's yeah. not a good one. Yeah. And yeah, he... I, there's nothing against Guy Pierce. Please don't patch him in. Tell him I saved Chris Pratt's life on Thursday night. It's fine. Um, <laughs> that's a story for another time. But I, uh... I feel like that'll just make him hate you more. I don't know. I mean, no, I'm kidding. Um, uh... go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think especially because the highlight of number two is Justin Hammer, right? Yes. So you have this villain that's like the highlight of this movie. And then you get this movie where the villain is like the the weakest link. They um, should have just kept Sam Rockwell as the main villain. Yeah. I agree with you on that. That would have been and, great. It would have been a better the, movie. The Mandarin, the whole time I was just like, and I love that actor, I love him so much. But the whole time I was like, this is so wrong in so many ways. And then it wasn't yeah. redeemed until Shang-Chi and yeah but um that actually definitely... brings up a good point though if we can if we can talk about casting for a moment i think that that's a yeah. really good, good point you know between both of the films you know the casting on them i mean this is probably a good time to bring up terrence howard as well <laughs> yeah let's do it why not you know yeah. i mean it just it's a don Cheadle was just a better choice i mean it's clear he's he ended that. up he ended up being one of our favorite like characters in the long run, right? Like Rhodey has some of the best lines in Endgame too. Do we he, think that like uh, as far as casting goes, you know, being able to make those changes? Yeah. You know, we think about it like, oh, you could never do that, but it, it kind of worked there. Maybe it was because it was earlier on in the the whole series or the whole saga, if you want to look at it that way. I yeah. wonder if that would still be as effective now if you could still kind of get away with that as you as yeah. we were able to back then. Yeah, of course. I don't know. It's a good question. I don't. I don't have an answer. Are we talking it's about a very it now? good question? Um, I'm going to answer that question by going back to me and talking about me a little bit more for my popcorn <laughs> rating, um, in a very Tony Stark Tony. way. Um, yeah. Uh, so, if you guys are okay with it, I actually, I, I'm also going to average about a four. Um, similar for for similar reasons to Jen, I think. I think. Iron Man, everyone agrees here. Iron Man 1 is a 5 out of 5. It's a masterpiece. So much so that the National, the, the Library of Congress inducted it just this year into its National Preservation um, I didn't know Library. That. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it's Downey's first, like, that, that Library of Congress consolidates the list of the most important culturally significant movies of all time. Things like Schindler's List, things like um, uh, Citizen Kane, uh, Wizard of I Oz, think Shawshank Redemption's Wars. in there. Yeah, yeah, it's the, it's one of the most important um, pieces of criteria for filmmaking and, and a huge honor. Dark Knight was one of the first comic book movies to ever get inducted in there, and now oh, wow. we've got our first Marvel movie um, inducted in there, uh, which was the first Iron Man as of this year. Um, so, father and son, 
Robert Downey Sr. has a, has a movie in there called um, Putney Swope, I believe is the name. And then now D- Downey Jr. has Iron Man in there. Um, and I don't think I can argue with that because it really changed the landscape of what a comic book movie could do and could be, what a franchise could do and could be. Um, and and let us, you know, through to where we are today, um, you know, in terms of comic book filmmaking, but also in the MCU, you know, it, it mm-hmm. really sets it set, set the bar high um and you know they just kept topping themselves too because of iron man we have the avengers because of avengers we have endgame you know all of these movies that are just brilliant movies and it's hard to believe that probably one of the best comic book movies of all time is only number six on my top 10 top whatever avengers movies list um because mm-hmm. they've only managed to top themselves more and more since then um so i love that movie um i think Downey's comeback story was brilliant you know, just as an actor that nobody wanted to take a chance on. So true. Like That's selling so true. the shit out of, you know, this this role and just embodying a character better than anyone else had on screen at the time, especially in comic book yeah. movies. Um, brilliant. That was lucky casting, Jack too. Jack I mean, that was it like was. perfect casting. It was. <laughs> Everything we know today about the MCU only happened uh, casting wise because Downey, Downey like really killed it. Um, and, and a really good script about a man really just seeking that redemption. And the, the best thing about it is with every con- a subsequent movie after Iron Man down, uh, sorry, Stark's personality, his characterizations, his decisions, his feelings, it changes, it gets affected and altered due to this serialized storytelling. So who he is in Iron Man one and who he is in Iron Man three almost very very much affected very different places in his life and it's only because of the impact of you know i i think who he is in iron man 2 is a direct result of who he becomes at the end of iron man 1 um who he is in the avengers is because of a direct result of what happens to him in iron man 2 yeah who he is in iron man 3 is a direct result of what happens at the end of avengers that is why he has ptsd that's why it's such Mm -hmm. a well-done storyline and everything like that so I gave Iron Man 1 5 out of 5. I gave Iron Man 3, for very similar reasons to everyone else, about a 3.5. Um, Guy Pierce is not my favorite villain. Um, I love the extremist storyline in the comics, not so much in the movies. Like, the whole human bomb thing is interesting, but Shane Black basically turned Iron Man into Lethal Weapon because that's kind of Shane Black's thing. Um, the dialogue is great. Harley and, and Stark's relationship is great. Um, I laughed a lot during that movie. It's a really funny movie because uh, Shane Black knows good dialogue. Um, mm-hmm. And Tony Stark's, you know, um, bec- as a result of the end of Iron Man 3, you buy his decisions in Civil War even more. Um, so it really impacts his character in a significant way, too. Having said that, though, yeah, I just don't like turning it into a buddy cop movie. Um, it's a very superficial reason to, to dislike something. Still an enjoyable movie, as I was telling you guys before, um, but it's lower echelon MCU, and I think that's a general consensus for sure. Um, so yeah, all right. So I'm going to cast aside the self-centered um, "what did I think" moment and direct it back to casting. But before I do that, I want to also say that we are not alone on this chat, guys. Uh, we also have some amazing participants, um, you know, in the actual watching the actual show right now. Our good friend Q, uh, Q Ball, um, our good friend Heartless, and of course, uh, our good friend Andy, who are all in the chat, who have added some really amazing comments too. 
Um, I'll, I'll start with a couple of the comments from Heartless. Uh, five out of five on Iron Man, two out of five on Iron Man three. Mm. You and Tony should be best friends, guys, because um, she hates that movie. <laughs> she really, like, really hates it. Um, no, I'm kidding. Like, she she hates it more than Hitler. Uh, she said that just, like, five minutes ago. So I'm just saying, no, I'm kidding. I'm Help kidding. Me. She doesn't hate the movie more than Hitler. She just hates Guy Pierce more than Hitler. Um, so <laughs> that's good. But it was lovely in the King's speech. I loved him in there. I'm just messing with you. Um, Go find Guy Pierce. Ask him for an autograph, Tony. <laughs> I really hope he never watches this show. Yeah, right. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm just screwed. Any chance of you have fans? You have fans. <laughs> Um, uh, and then, uh, Andy, uh, you mentioned that Iron Man 3 is a ship adrift in the franchise, much like Dark World. Shane Black writing carries much of the highlights of the movie. Agreed with you on Shane Black? I, don't, I wouldn't call it a ship adrift, but uh, it's but got Did some... Shane Black direct it and write Iron Man 3? He did, he did both, he did. right? Yeah, he did. And it's because... You should have just kept John Favreau. They, they showed up, but John didn't want to do it anymore because of the drama from Iron Man 2. Um, uh... He was... He was having a lot of issues with Ike Perlmutter, who was he got a lot of shit for it at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he was like, I don't "Well, he's gone it. now." So Perlmutter's gone. Favreau's such a good guy and a good sport that he yeah. just keeps coming back as hat. But he's doing. He, John Favreau's got his hands in each each hat. I yeah, mean, he's doing the Mandalorians, all that stuff, Dude. right? Mm -hmm. yeah. he's, he's the busiest man in the world in two thousand in twenty nineteen. Directed The Lion King, starred in Far From Home, starred in Endgame, directed a full season of The Mandalorian, and did the Chef Show all in one year. I'm like, Scheiße. that man runs on batteries. That's the real Iron Man. <laughs> um, whereas Shane Black gave us the Predator afterwards, and we don't want to talk about that. Anyways, um, <laughs> Andy, Andy also said the recurring trend of Christmas is a trope Shane Black likes. Absolutely true. Um, and he incorporates in scripts like uh, Lethal Weapon. Also, the culturally uh, cultural misappropriated villain. Uh, Andy didn't like that. And shoehorning that they did get this film to play in China uh, with a smaller, forgettable side plot exclusive to that region. True. Um, and, uh, oh, crap. I didn't see this, but... Sorry, guys. Heartless redeemed sing mode. So we are all going to have to sing our responses for the next couple of minutes. Very apologetic about that, but we got to give the troops the show that they deserve. <clears throat> so let's talk about casting. Um, outside of Guy Pierce, who we've talked about for quite some time, let's let's circle back to Terrence Howard, um, uh, Jack, and Jen. You guys had strong opinions about Terrence Howard. What would you guys like to talk about in regards to his replacement, uh, you know, Don Cheadle and his first performance in that first movie? This is very difficult, by the way. Hi, <laughs> uh, <laughs> friend. Terrence Howard is excited, is as exciting as watching paint dry. He couldn't act his way out of a paper bag with a pair of scissors if it was wet. Terrence Howard was only good in Crash. <laughs> you didn't like him in Hustle and Flow? I did not, and I'm ready starting to go. <laughs> I don't know what's funnier, the comments or the, the, the you know, singing. Anyways, um... Go ahead. Sorry, I interrupted. T Tony, do you want to weigh in on this? Yes, we 
liked Terrence Howard in the first movie. I really did. I think I liked uh, the uh, vibe. Uh, uh, uh. Sing. You have to la, sing. La, 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 la. You stop singing. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a singer. <laughs> Your voice is way better than mine. <laughs> I don't think I could sing it, to be honest, because I have a lot of thoughts. Do I really have to sing it all the way through? Give it your best go. Okay. <laughs> you can uh, use a sing-song voice. We will never tell. No one can tell. Uh, I really liked the dichotomy of a younger roadie with the older Tony. And yet the younger guy was the more responsible guy. And the older guy was more irresponsible and a horrible influence. I really liked that dichotomy. And I think despite all the issues that we've heard about on the back end, I think they had great on-screen chemistry. I really like the uh, flight attendant uh, stripper pole scene. I think it's ridiculous <laughs> and stupid, but totally appropriate for the character. Um, I really liked it. <laughs> I really liked that too. That was a great scene. And great scene. I get a pass. I get a pass. Partless said so. I get a pass. Woo! Hey, that was good. That was good. <laughs> Wait, do no, we all? I, get, are I, we done? Are we're we done, done with sing mode? Oh, okay. we okay. no. I did no. not. I did not see that we were. We weren't done. Okay, great. We're done. Else. Okay, so Tony uh, did. No. Tony got a pass after she started singing. So I'm sorry about that, Tony. <laughs> You'll get a pass the next one. Whatever. No, I just, I, I really did. I was really upset to hear about him getting replaced, but I'm not at all disappointed by his replacement. I think Don Cheadle right. uh, had, at the time, it was an impossible task because. Yeah. Yeah, and even I still don't have any anything to criticize about Terrence Howard's performance in the first movie. Uh, that movie is, like I said, a four point five to a five out of five for me. Uh, and then when Don Cheadle came in, I was like, I wonder how this is going to go, because in no universe am I ever going to assume that Don Cheadle is the younger of the two of, 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 of Rhodey. And but that's fair. It still worked. And I yeah. think but he wasn't supposed to be. Was Don Cheadle supposed to be a younger? He wasn't supposed to be a younger version well, of even, Brody. I mean, right? it's the same even, one. Yeah. I think even Terrence Howard is like around the same age as RDJ in real life, but mm -hmm. just he reads as younger. And, and what? Are RDJ is older than Don Cheadle? I think they're around. I the think same, they're around the same age. They're around the same yeah. age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody will have to fact check that. But I'm just saying, even just how they read on screen. I think right. reads as older than than than. But I I will tell you that I buy the chemistry between Don Cheadle more than yeah. RDJ and like Terrence I said, Howard. I mean, just immediately, just from the first, yeah. like from Iron Man two, from the rip on that, yeah. it made more sense than they had more chemistry. I think on screen. Yeah, I think I think it was interesting because there's a couple of dropped lines here and there, and maybe I'm remembering some lines from some cut scenes. But there was something that uh, Rhodey says in the first Iron Man film about. Tony being more of his mentor, or mm -hmm. oh, you've shown so, something along those lines where you didn't sell it right. I, I know what you're, yeah, I yeah. know what you're referring to. And then, of course, that's dropped once Don Cheadle comes in. But again, it's a new take on the chemistry. I think it still works, even though it's a different kind of chemistry. I also yeah. really like when Don Cheadle's in a comedy. Uh, he's very rarely in a comedy, which sucks yes. because he's so good at it. Yes, yeah. I good, hate sir. that even here we've kind of shoved him into the straight man role. Uh, yeah. But even though he plays it like beautifully, like uh, his scenes, wherever he actually, like, what is it? War Machine Rocks or whatever it is. Like, I'm like, that's <laughs> with an X, all caps. Right. 
like I, I, I just, I, yeah. So I, I'm not, I'm not mad about it, even though I really did enjoy, I did enjoy Terrence Howard. And I've always heard that it was his reps that kind of like played the whole, like pay me, pay me more, pay me now kind of thing. And then Terrence yeah. Howard found out about it while watching the news or like he just found out about it. And then that I find was- that a little hard to believe. Yeah, um, I I feel like Terrence Howard may have put. I mean, it's, I, it's, I he must have had a saying. he must have had a hand in it. I mean, maybe oh, it was his agent's idea originally, but he definitely okay. had the ability to say one way or the other. I definitely. Well, no, what I've heard is that he overestimated how much people enjoyed working with him on the first one. So the first opportunity that Marvel could kind of cut him loose, and when his reps were like, he'd like to be paid more, like, well, we can't do that. So thank you very much and goodbye. And, yeah, we're already and paying is, Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> it's it a bold move as well to request you he got paid more than rdj on the first movie because rdj was really? considered a liability mm-hmm. um but it is a bold move to ask to continuously to be paid more even for the second movie than rdj still when the real star of iron man rightfully so was freaking iron man yeah, so. but nobody made more on that first movie than robert downey jr because all of his money was on the back end deal it wasn't Potentially in the long run, I suppose. Yeah, right. Well, no, it was all on the back end. It was all like, hey, if we make X amount, then you get a percentage of that. That's why he's been consistently, I think it's only been in the past couple of years, uh, ever since he stopped making Marvel movies year after year, that he's been unseated as mm-hmm. the most, most well paid guy in Hollywood. So I mean, until The Rock, but yeah. oh, wow. So RDJ for a while was the most highly paid consistently. He was, year yeah, after year after year. Yeah, because, really, just because of the Marvel movies. Because yeah. he's Be- always been on the back wow. end, not the, but it's not hard to believe. Yeah. Like in, just, in 20 in 2017, he was like the third highest paid male actor in Hollywood just because he was in uh, Homecoming. And he didn't even have that huge role in Homecoming. That was such a ki- such that a was, small cameo. It was like a 40 million dollar cameo. Yeah. Like, wow. Like, yeah, we'll give you two percent or whatever the percentage is. Like, yeah. yeah, we'll give you X amount of percent. Just thinking, like, everyone, Iron Man was an indie. Everyone but let's be honest, that. he earned like, every yeah. damn but cent of that. You know, what he did. Like, but yeah, he told. Yeah, I mean, I watched his audition. <laughs> what it is for Iron Man. It was incredible. Yeah. The audition yeah. was incredible. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was. He was phenomenal. The the comic book movie industry would be nothing if it wasn't for Downey Jr.'s performance. As yeah, he definitely yeah. he so he set it up. He sold it. You know, yeah. he sold it in a way that like, oh, okay, this is not just a comic book movie. Yeah, and like you're right. Like the Dark Knight with Christian Bale, like, he, they kind of like. Christopher Nolan cemented that like realistic kind of, hey, take this seriously as a media, as a medium, Mm -hmm. you know, but I think like as far as Marvel goes, you know, where you're taking kind of different liberties, I think maybe more so than DC. I could be wrong. I'm not an expert, but I think that uh, that the way that Jon Favreau and Robert Downey Jr. were able to sell the first Iron Man, it really kind of it said, hey, we can we can do this and we can have a big audience for it, not just people who read comic books or you know children it's everybody can get involved on this and and to be honest i mean like the i'm going i'm going to be frank like as a comic book fan as much as i love the dark knight you know um i i think nolan he he consistently put himself above the material and that's the difference between a marvel movie and a christopher nolan movie or a Zack snyder movie it's 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 a you know marvel prioritized the material 
mm-hmm. above everything else. I and agree with me that. As a comic book I agree fan, with that completely. I wanted yep. I wanted a comic book movie. I wanted a movie with realistic characters, but in a fantastical setting. You cannot have Superman in the Dark Knight. You cannot have a Justice League in the Dark Knight. You cannot. You can't even have Clayface or Man Bat or any of Batman's Rogues Gallery. It's true. Because it's true. Nolan wants us dramatic, realistic Gotham. Right. Like, Grounded. Fine. Yeah. You make great movies, but you know what? My ticket's going to an Iron Man. I had more fun in that movie. It was what I wanted to see in a comic book movie. And it felt like everything that I've always wanted to see put to screen since I was six or six years old, you know, or eight years old or whatever, you know? And and I like Nolan's movie. It's a great movie. But when I'm going to a comic book movie, I don't need a, dico- a lecture about the dichotomy of good and evil and the nature of man to do both. I just want really fun... <laughs> Like That's a really very good way to put that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't don't lecture me about my comic book movies. Just give me my comic book movies. Damn it. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I will agree with you that I will say that Iron Man was more fun than the Dark Knight. Yeah. You know, I, I love the Dark Knight. I love like the performances in that as well. And the direction in that was great. The yeah. use of the IMAX camera was great. You know, I have a lot of great things to say about it. I can yeah. go on and on. But I will say that. Yeah, you're right. I had more fun in Iron Man than fun? the Dark Knight. Yeah. Oh, true. yeah. Yeah. Je- um, Jen, what, what did you, what's your take on all of this? I mean, like, um, Don, well, we went all over the place, but <laughs> Don Cheadle and Terrence Howard. Um, I Charlie had some strong the, feelings there. Charlie had some strong <laughs> feelings. And then, and then Dark Knight v, v Iron Man in the summer of 2008. Yeah. That's cute that you think I remember the summer of 2008. No. <laughs> um, I did not see Iron Man in the theater, full disclosure. I've seen it about Whoa. 50 times, but I've never seen it at the theater. And it's the only Marvel movie my sister has ever seen <clears throat> on a on a date, I believe. But um, no, I was I was I was in a, a really weird place in my life, so it was not movies weren't on my radar. I was a I, I was recently divorced, two small kids, just trying to get through life. So um, yeah, I never saw it in the theater. Dark Knight definitely didn't see that. I don't even actually. I don't think I've even seen that, to be honest, because ever. Um, no, um, got to put that on the list for sure. Which which one is that? Just refresh. Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. Is that the one with Heath Ledger? Heath Ledger. Yeah. Joker. Yeah. 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 No, and I have to actually. No, I just I watched the trailers and I was like, you know, this movie is just going to depress the living shit out of me. So I'm not going to watch it. That um, especially after he away. died. We'll yeah. That. So that I'm like, you know. I'm just gonna not, I'm gonna skip that one. Um, I was also really busy. I like to organize groups apparently and run them. It's just a thing I've done throughout history. So I was actually running a ghost hunting group at the time. Cool. So, you know, wow. movies weren't movies weren't a big thing, but um, you know, I I think I would have gone to had I been given a choice of two tickets, I would have gone to see an Iron Man because I remember watching Robert Downey Jr. in movies when I was younger before he really hit hit the skids um and i love a good comeback story i believe everybody deserves a second chance and i uh, don't cry i am so proud of him and i love what he has done and the life he has built with what he has been given because people squander their second chances all the time and he has oh he has he's exceeded anyone's expectations with it and it's beautiful it's yeah. beautiful. And look at this. You look at this universe he, he gave us. Absolutely. If Iron Man hadn't done so well. Cameo. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie loves the cameo. He's got a new collar. He's trying to show it off. You know, he's got a new <laughs> bow tie. So um, he's also drooling on me, which is delightful. But um, 
no, I think, and I have, I have thoughts on DC movies. Don't eat my dinner. I've tried, <laughs> um, I've tried to watch them. I've watched a sampling and I, for one, they're so dark lighting wise. I can't see them. Um, they just don't, they don't do it for me. Yeah. I can't get into any of the characters. There's too many iterations. I love Michael Keaton's Batman. I will say that. There's too many iterations of the characters out there. There's Batfleck. There's, just give me Michael Keaton and Kevin Conroy's voice as the animated Batman and and leave me, leave the rest. Yeah. Of, and, and Chris Reeve as, as Kevin Superman. Kevin Conroy. And, hell yeah. Yeah. And then Kevin just, Conroy, greatest Batman. Ab- Sorry. Absolutely. Oh, and Definitely Linda Carter, Wonder Batman. Woman. Yeah. So it's, I'm just showing my age with all of this, though. I, I realize that. But... Oh, no, I'm, I'm like 70 <clears throat> on the inside. You're fine. You're young. <laughs> I'm going to write that down. Record this, right? This is being recorded. Cool. This is being no. recorded. <laughs> we're live. We were live. But um, no, I, I, I think that, I don't know, there's nothing like watching that scene where he's standing there with the mountain range behind him and his yeah. arms thrown back. And those little missiles hit and that shockwave. I don't know. I just, yeah. everything think, about that movie is so fun. I think it, I memorized that speech. It's just one of the best scenes ever. I have ever. no doubt what that you say have. Something like, uh, I give to you world peace or something like that. <laughs> yeah, he, say, he says, you know, is it better to be feared or loved? And yeah. I have to say, is it too much to ask for both? You know? Yes. Yeah. And then he kind of goes on with that a little bit more. You you, you know it too, Tony, right? Like, I guess it. No, I mean, I, I saw that movie a lot in the theaters. Yeah, I, saw I saw it so movie. often that after that first viewing, that product placement for Burger King completely worked on me. So what I would do is I would go through <laughs> the Burger King drive through pick up a Whopper, throw it into my purse, and I would wait to eat it until Clark <laughs> was eating his Whopper on screen. So that way he and I could have the communal burger. Oh, I was like, oh my God, that is 100% true. If I was stuck in a cave for months, what would I want? I want the damn burger. Get burger burger. first. <laughs> yep. exactly. And the other thing I wanted to say was also like that movie, the post credit scene. Everybody forgets the post credit mm-hmm. scene, oh. but it's I had to be carried out of a theater. That's not yeah. hyperbolic. I literally had to have two of my guy friends hook under me, carry me out because the theater staff was waiting for me to stop having my happy panic attack because he yeah. said Avengers initiative. This was the rumor on the internet. Yeah. First off, yeah. Samuel Jackson just came to say hi to his to his old buddy RDJ, and I'm like, that's bullshit because everybody yeah. knew that the folks that brought back Extreme Samuel L. Jackson or Nick Fury modeled yep. him after Samuel L. Jackson so much so that they had to get his permission. So we all knew oh. what this might yeah. mean. The Ultimates, and, right? Uh, like it was modeled yeah. after Samuel L. Jackson, and then right. they were like, oh, wouldn't it be great if Samuel L. Jackson was Nick Fury? Yes. At the end of that movie, Tony, I agree with you. I I remember it. Uh, it was opening night um in college for me and i assembled no pun intended uh by the way i've been neglecting the chat and there was a redemption for you're so punny and that would have totally worked but it's not for me it's for jack so jack after this well you have to tell a pun but that being said i think i can do that yeah i think you can do that i'll give you some time to think of one <laughs> but i assembled my entire hall and we went to go see iron man they're like they were asking dumb questions because I was the only person that read comics and loved comics since I was like a kid. And they were like, why is it iron? Why shouldn't he make a suit out of like titanium or something? And I was like, it's just a name, guys. It's a name. It's made out of titanium. Old just stop asking dumb questions boy. and watch the movie. You sound like my mom right now. You know, Um. anyways. And then at the end of the movie, Samuel Jackson comes out. 
And literally, like, I think 18 people in that audience who read comics were like, no Because he had the eye patch on and everything. And he was like, you think you're the only superhero in, you know, the universe? You've just become part of a bigger thing, you know? And, um, you know, he says, I'm here to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative. And all 18 of us in that, like, audience were like, yeah. And my entire dorm floor was like, what's the Avengers initiative? What's what's the Avengers? And I was like, oh, you know, and I had to like, just explain everything to them. And they're like, oh, Captain America is Batman in it. And I was like, <laughs> no, that's that's DC. It was it was horrible. But no one's asking that about that anymore. No one's asking about that anymore. It's been like 15 years. And everybody's finally on the same page about what the Avengers initiative was. But because you stood up and said there was an idea to bring together a group. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I did. I really did. That that would have been awesome. (laughs) I that those lines, by the way, um, written by Joss Whedon for exclusively for uh, the 2012 movie. I believe um, there was uh, there is a mantra um something like there came a day when the the challenges you know became too big for one super stanley wrote it i don't have that committed to memory because the one that i do have committed to memory is there was an idea (laughs) you know um but that being said yeah there was there was definitely a mantra for the avengers and that's what i ended up explaining to them um back in the day but that being said um any other thoughts on the final the the, the post credit scene that first yeah post-credit. you know i have a thought about the post credit scene think about like the uh like the confidence that that the production team had to have yeah. to incorporate that setup for yeah. iron man i mean essentially you know aside from the incredible hulk with edward norton that's really like the first movie to begin everything yeah and then you're saying hey we're gonna set up a movie with the avengers with the idea that you're going to have to make a movie for Captain America, for everybody else to <laughs> assemble this team. That's yeah. a lot of confidence from a, like from a, a practical standpoint in Hollywood to, to make movie after movie after movie and say, hey, we're going to somehow blend all these together. You yeah. know, we're talking about like the, an era that had, you know, the Dark Knight. OK, that was probably the most successful. But even Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire and Sam Raimi, that kind of suffered and kind of felt loose, you know, through the uh, through the third movie. Second one was yeah. good with Alfred Molina, you know, but uh, you know, to 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 plan all of that ahead of time and to put that in the post credit scene that takes a lot of confidence. Yeah, and Hollywood was a very different era. You know, it was a very different place at the time. You sure. Know, right. um, I think I, the bigger bet was, I mean, when they because the fear was like, well, how can you put together the Avengers without your two biggest? Yeah. you know, yeah. characters because the high, because the most successful characters at the time was Spider-Man and, and the X-Men and they were not, right. they, and they have the rights to them. So then yeah. when mm-hmm. you the list of who they actually do have, and they, uh, there was a lot of articles about who might actually make up the Avengers. It was like, basically it became the six. Right. And people yeah. were not excited about that. Cause these are people forget Thor, Captain America, you know, even Captain America, as famous as that name is, he was firmly B-list for a while. He hadn't been popular in a long time, especially. Sure, definitely under Spider-Man or Batman for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was mean, excited for them, but that's right. No, we were because we're a yeah. bunch of nerds hanging out in the yeah. comic book shop. But I mean, to anybody else <laughs> outside of us, I mean, what did that? What did those mean, names mean to anybody? Nothing. Wait, I'm a nerd. Like, what? Like, what? Definitely, mate. Oh, we didn't tell you. <laughs> 
We, we didn't, you uh, didn't get the way, memo cute yesterday? I didn't get the memo. What? Mm. Um, I thought I was, oh, anyways, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> sorry, Tony. I interrupted. No, no, that was basically it. I mean, like the bigger bet was also the fact that they took these B and C list names yeah. and turned them and transformed them into A list names. Now, I mean, the X-Men and Spider-Man, those are still huge names. But I mean, when you compare now, like what kids are wearing and, you know, like the merch that they're buying and who they're super excited to see. It's Iron Man. It's Thor. It's Captain America. It's like you but know, isn't Spider Man still, still the Spidey? Most, uh, the yeah. most oh, popular? Oh, sure, no, absolutely. Mm-hmm. No one's I ever think heard. like worldwide, isn't he like the most popular? Yeah. Oh, he is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but it wow. wasn't until you know. That's crazy to think about too. It's like you know, because I mean, I I actually I don't know if Spider Spider Man is my favorite. I like him a lot. He's great. Yeah, you know, as a character, not like regardless of who what actors playing him, I think Spider Man's a great character. But yeah. I don't know if he's my favorite. Eight years old and younger, that's a strong demographic. Trust me. For when sure. we go to a when oh, we're yeah. gonna be going to an event, the number one question we can you bring a Spider-Man? Yes. We have like 900 <laughs> and we will bring you one. Um he, he's very popular. Super popular. Sure, yeah, and, no, and yeah. worldwide. Oh, I'm part, part, that he's not, the... but I'm just saying that like yeah. You know, yeah. when kids are super excited about yeah. their favorite but, Avenger. Yeah. Especially and, at 2008, 2012, they weren't thinking about Spider-Man. No, they weren't. They weren't they thinking were. about Iron Man or Captain mm-hmm. America. In you fact, know, both, I mean, both of my parents are from Brooklyn, but I still yeah. actually like Spider-Man more than Captain America. <laughs> ah, there you go. But it, in fact, I mean, to, to that point, uh, Tony, 100%, you know, 2008 was a weird time. Not to diss Sony Pictures, okay, or anything like that, but... It was revealed that Sony Pictures had the opportunity to buy the entire Marvel library, right? Like the characters, all of that. And wow. an executive at Sony Pictures literally told them, nobody gives a shit about any of these heroes, just buy <laughs> Spider-Man. And then Marvel went independent, decided to do an independent studio, took a gigantic loan out of Merrill Lynch. And Wait, then, how? How yeah, was Marvel I, independent? Mar- Marvel at they the time, attached to I a guess, studio. They were mm-hmm. getting backed. Yeah, they were getting backed by. They wanted to be their own studio. Um, so they were. Yep. Yeah, and and uh, Kevin Feige was behind it. Uh, Paramount Pictures was also kind of backing wow. them. Mm-hmm. And they went to Merrill Lynch, got a loan. They were like, "We're tired of people doing our movies." You know, I mean, like uh, Sony's getting Spider Man money. Fox is getting X Men money. They're getting Fantastic Four money. They're destroying Fantastic Four. They're destroying Daredevil. You know, we want to get our our property back. Um, and, and, you know, they put out that loan and they were like, well, here's the game plan. If we're going to get the loan, what we want to do is do an Iron Man movie. And then we want to do a, a Hulk movie and a Thor movie and a Captain America movie and lead that up into the Avengers, a crossover movie. And nobody believed them at the time because they're like, eh, comic books are comic books. Movies are movies. They're not, never the twain should meet. But freaking hell it did. <laughs> you know, wow. the gamble That's a clearly crazy paid story. Off. Yeah, yeah. What, what are we at now? Twenty five movies for I the MCU. I think we're at thirty two. I think we're at thirty two. Was that because they said the other night, and I was I think I bl- blacked out at the number, yeah. but is it was thirty two? I think we're at thirty two. In years, I think yeah. Wakanda 32? was thirty, yeah. and then Quantumania, and then uh, oh yeah, we're at Guardians. Guardians. So we're at I'm gonna really try to like divide the audience here right now, but like, do you really? I think that that DC's kind of missed too many marks to catch up. I think. Under James Gunn, there's a good chance that they could start making really good quality product. And if I agree the product that. is good, that's all that matters. It doesn't yeah. matter if it's too late or too little. Right. If the quality I, is good, people will jump on. I don't think they need to catch up because I don't think it needs to be a competition. Yeah. 
I think they just need to redirect. And I yeah. think James Gunn is 110% the person, I'm sorry, my cat is making the cutest faces at me, 110% the person to do that. Stop it. I agree. I agree with <laughs> that. I agree. I think James Gunn will do a great job making yeah. or leading DC. Look, as, as DC fans, all we really want is an apology and Scorch Earth. And I think, <laughs> I think we're we probably want not going to get an Earth apology. First. But we're going to get Scorch Earth at least. And I'm okay with that. If we get Scorch Earth, then that's fine. Um, but but yeah, I, I think, unfortunately, DC just got off on the wrong foot because they chose the wrong guy to god godfather them, someone who had no, no, no real understanding of the characters, which was Zack mm -hmm. Snyder. And then under Zack Snyder, the executives panicked, who didn't know anything about comic books and just wanted to make the money that Marvel was making. So they were just interfering every chance that they could with their own product. And then it became really ridiculous because a movie like Wonder Woman comes out and actually is a hit after something like Batman v Superman flops. And you don't know what to do with this universe anymore because you have right. some you have hit and miss. So the only thing that you can do is scorch earth everything. Start from scratch. The Apology could be a good movie for once. And with James Gunn directing Superman Legacy and writing Superman Legacy, yeah. a guy who actually knows the comics and has been reading comics since the 70s with his dad. I think we actually have a good chance of making quality product. <clears throat> do we? Not, I, know I know we're kind of getting off topic with uh, with going into DC, but do we know who's going to be who's in consideration for Superman Legacy? For the I lead? don't, but my get my my prediction is we're going to get an announcement at Comic Con, and I think if they do Diego. that, yeah, if yeah. they do that this July, they will be that'll be the first time that DC beats Marvel in the Hall H panels because Marvel has consistently whooped their asses every single year with really sense. good announcements. Last year they brought out Black Adam and Shazam. Too. Yeah, Sorry. that's yeah. I can't that was a say big, that with a straight big face. Yeah. <laughs> They're big, but you know what? Though with, with this Flash movie, I know this. I know that the whole Ezra Miller thing is kind of problematic, but. I'm not gonna lie to you. When I when I was in this, watching the Super Bowl and I saw Michael Keaton appear, I I lost my shit a little bit. Yeah, I will say, <laughs> without without saying anything, I will say Michael Keaton's the reason to watch that movie. Tony, Were you we saw it. Iron Man three. Yes, we should talk about Iron Man three. Sorry <laughs> yeah, about yeah. that. By the way, Jack, you still need to do the pun. Oh, uh, have you guys ever? Anybody ever have a taser? Like no. for self defense? No. You should get one. They're stunning. <laughs> I like it. I like it. It works. Hopefully that satisfies you, Heartless. Um, by the way, Heartless also redeemed um, uh, Hydrate. So everyone hydrate. There's been a lot of conversation on the chat. And I'm sorry, guys, that we're not um, we're not we, we're getting so engrossed in comic book nerd talk that we're we've been neglecting you guys. But Tony's absolutely right. We do have to get into Iron Man 3. I think we talked about Iron Man 1 way too long because, let's be honest, we wanted to talk about Iron Man 1 more than Iron Man 3. But, okay, let's, let's, let, let me, if, if I may, kick it off. I will defend Iron Man 3. I will defend it. It's not the best movie in the world, you know, but it actually is an interesting movie. Watching Tony Stark have to combat PTSD after the events of the Avengers makes a lot of sense. You can't Absolutely. just go into an Iron Man movie after he threw a freaking missile into space and destroyed a Chitari like warship, um, mm -hmm. you know, without actually, you know, having some ramifications about it. Him being tested by by that, plus his relationship with Pepper being tested by that, plus also us as an audience having to figure out if Tony Stark is actually a superhero based on his own merits 
or is it just the suit that does everything? That is an important lesson to learn and one that he ends up imparting onto his ment mentee, Peter Parker, uh, in Homecoming. You Very know? good. I mean, when, when he says in Homecoming, if you're nothing without if if you are nothing without the suit, then you shouldn't have it. That's from experience. Wow. Tony Stark has That's to a really good point. Yeah. He 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 has to go through Iron Man 3 in order to get to that point where he is in Spider-Man Homecoming and subsequently where he is in uh in in sorry, um Endgame as well. So it's, to it's make really the, to make those decisions, yeah. To make those decisions. That character yeah. arc, that's pretty incredible. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's it, a brilliant that, one. You know what's like a really, really interesting point, if I may? Yeah. You, you can kind of parallel the character arc between Tony Stark and Robert Denny Jr. as a person. Yeah. The the act the improvements, right? Like the There's the, a parallel. Yeah. Hitting rock bottom and then coming back up, you know? Um, it's it's why he was born to play it. When they announced that he was going to be Tony Stark, I was all for it because at the time, the biggest thing about Tony Stark was that he was an alcoholic, you know, um, and he mm -hmm. had to overcome these demons. So who better to do that than someone that actually has that experience? And he just knocked it out of the park. Mm -hmm. But that's why I like and defend Iron Man 3 um, a little bit more than most. Um, I, I want your rebuttal, Tony, but before I do, I'll kick it to Jen because I want to hear what Jen has to say as well. Um, any any pro or con for Iron Man 3 in its defense? Or, you know. I like how they handle his PTSD. I yeah. like how they develop the character because I think of all of the characters that we see in the MCU from from Incredible Hulk, even yeah. though we aren't really seeing them again until Captain America 4. I think of all of them through Endgame, Tony Stark has the best character development yes. and character redemption. Yes. And you, yes. you see that and he seems like the most irredeemable at first. So I like that about it. Yes. That's and it's a Christmas movie. And I think Harley's cute as a little kid because I like little kids in movies sometimes. Sure. And um I like the people that glow. And that's that that's that's the Happy Hogan. Happy Hogan reminds me of my dearly departed godfather in many ways. Aww. So I like Aww. that. And uh, I I like that we think Pepper Potts is gone for a little bit because I don't like Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> so, yeah. Do you like her as Pepper, though? Like, do you like Tony and the Pepper dynamic? No, I think oh. that Gwyneth Paltrow's Pepper treats Tony Stark like garbage. And I don't like how she talks to him and constantly implies that he'd be a terrible father and a terrible husband and is not a good. Pro I just don't like her. I'm, you know, can, I'm we talk, can we talk about that protect, for a moment? No, a really I want to let, point. but I want to let Tony have because Tony's got a lot to say, and I know, and I'm going to let her have her time. She has to. She has to hour. I could do a whole hour. This is a big. I could see the go, fire in go, her Go, Tony. Eyes. Go, <laughs> go, go. No, I, I, I. Okay, I mean, I feel like I just got to do a bullet list because I know that we're running horribly over time too. Um, Sorry, are we? Uh, let's see. I hate the extremist storyline. I hate the yeah. fact that we essentially turn uh, uh, military vets into suicide bombers uh, without their knowledge. That was awful. Um, I hate the fact that Guy Pierce is literally just a geek revenge fantasy. Hated it. Yeah. Any geek revenge fantasy. It is so tired. I hate it. It is almost every single thing we see in a lot of these comic book movies where they don't know what else to do with a villain. I know. We'll make fun of him that one time and all of a sudden he now wants world domination because of mm -hmm. course 
that's the only thing we know how to do right now because of course that's how we really feel but we can't say that because then we'll be canceled so yeah that just feels like a lot of self-insert from a lot of these writers if i'm honest um what else do i hate i don't like that uh i I actually like the pepper and and tony dynamic i hate the fact that we literally take away her powers we allow her to be super powered for all of like five seconds because god forbid there be another person who's even more powerful than Tony Stark within Tony Stark's. But won't she blow up if if she keeps the powers? Apparently she's able-bodied enough and has a good enough grasp on her abilities to basically just do a whole like superhero landing and punch the shit out of like whatever it is. I can't even remember what, that ending is so forgettable. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, she seems to be doing just fine. I don't know what, what's happening. And then, of course, I know that there's probably, you know, this, the, the, the lot of inserted scenes for the China audience. So when all of a sudden we go from everything's okay, everything's fine, um, let me have this surgery. And hey, also, Pepper, let me give you this tacky ass heart necklace. And that's a great ending. And scene, credits, post-credits, let's get out of here and get to the next movie. It was just such an awful ending. It literally is like the Lord of the Rings endings. It's four different endings in the span of five minutes. It's terrible. Hate the ending, could not. I can't say enough horrible things about it. But it Um, ended. I I actually did I kind of like the ending. Just be like, you know what? Yeah, It was so confusing (laughs) because he's just like, I don't need to be Iron Man anymore, but look in the mirror, look real cool. David Caruso right there in the eyes. I'll always be Iron Man, drive away. And it's like, what is he saying? Is well, he not he's saying anymore? that he's not going to be addicted to the suits anymore. Cause that was okay. Thing. But then it was, it was, it, there was an eat. There was, there has to be a more effective way of doing that. That doesn't confuse your audience. Cause I feel like I'm pretty. But he, he blew up all the suits, right? Like, he yeah, but only to be like, I'll always be Iron Man. I'm like, what does that mean? You blew up all your suits because you're yeah. getting rid of your addiction and you're also taking the arc reactor. This really does feel like a split from you and Iron Man. Kidding, kidding, kidding. We just meant these Iron Mans. Well, like, because right. it's something he can't leave behind at that point. The legacy it, is within him. Sure. No, I, I'm and just I don't think that, like, the, I, the ending I, is not well crafted enough in order to think it's, it's that. meant to be metaphorical. It's not meant to be literal. You know, right. I mean, right. yeah. but can you need to take Iron the time Man in order to being... actually convey that if you're making a movie? If this was a book and you had enough real estate within the book to say, okay, yeah, sure. I can, inner monologue takes care of that. If if you're in a film, which is a show me medium, you have to show me. You can't just be like, and now hug. Pepper is half naked and possibly about to blow up immediately into the heart surgery, immediately into where are they? But I think somewhere with the heart necklace. And then, yeah. yeah. If I I may, though, you know, here's here's my argument. Absolutely not. Here's my argument. Well, I'm the host. No, I'm kidding. Um, Yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw down the host card. Um, so so here's here's my no, I'm kidding. Respectfully, if I may, um, yeah, the reason that it works for me, Tony, is because the two hours preceding that was what what, what you're asking for. I mean, the whole point of him saying that I am Iron Man at the end, with or without the suits, um, that's be, that was that's the whole point of this whole exercise. Him not having the suit, him being overly dependent at first. The whole movie is about this. Sure. So that's no, but why it's we not about, I understand all of that. Yeah. What I'm yeah. saying is that what you're saying and what you're leading up to, there is a mm-hmm. disconnect there because there's not enough time to actually say what you mean. Maybe it's the line because this is all done in voiceover. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe there's something there that's not quite connecting for me, but mm-hmm. I found it really confusing where he's like, I mean, like his house, the Malibu house is gone. Literally all the trappings of Iron Man, with the exception of the dummy corpse that he's literally just like, you know, pulling behind him in his car. All of it is gone. It's all gone. Right. The arc reactor is gone. The house is gone. All of his suits are gone. So then whenever he's making this big speech of like, oh, I don't need to depend on this. I don't need to do that. I'm like, this is a very extreme showing and it really did feel like okay maybe there is going to be a split because we did hear this is around the same time that we thought that he was going to take on because he was getting too expensive that's what it was people were thinking <laughs> wow maybe he's not mm. showing up maybe he's a problem to have cameo roles and we all thought like this might be their way to explain why tony is not always there so it seemed too open-ended and I didn't like that because I'm like, you guys should have figured this out before you filmed this scene. You should have figured out if you were going to actually pay the man. Wait, but hold on though, because didn't Iron Man 3 come out after Avengers? So they it knew they could make the money. First Avengers. Oh, yeah. After the first Avengers, but they they hadn't killed him off. They hadn't done any of that. Right. So the story, yeah. the, but the they problem, also had Avengers 2 in production. Right. The problem you were running. Yeah, they knew they were going to be making a lot of money. They were like, to we know have to pay why you weren't calling we Tony Stark <laughs> to help you with a problem. So right. then it became the thing of like, well, if Tony's not showing up and we can't keep fabricating stories about Tony being here or satellites being down or whatever the story right, is. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That away, they thought that they were going to relegate him back into a consultant role. Uh-huh. And that was their way of like, trying to do that but what it it leaves you feeling with is like so is he or is he not and that was by design i get that but Mm -hmm. at the same time it's just a very underwhelming feeling to just be like well fuck me i guess because i don't know if my favorite superhero is coming back in the next (laughs) is 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 iron man your favorite yeah 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 i think the way that robert denny jr portrays the character is probably my favorite like casting choice yeah, all encompassing everything that goes with it. I think he's incredible the way he's able to sell that role. Yeah, it's pretty damn impressive. Like they're inseparable. Right, the very hard in between the the on screen performance. It's right. very hard to find a, a performance that embodies a character as well as Robert Downey Jr. does. I mean, like, granted, there's mm-hmm. been a million real. Mike, great do you ones. have a do you have a favorite? Do you have anybody that you would put above RDJ's performance as Iron no. Man? No. Right? I, yeah, I, I'm, I've got very close make, ones. I've got very close. I mean, ones. even like Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman's a bit is, tall for the role of Wolverine, but he does a great job. He did a great job. The character. He did a great job, but not because they did. They, it's because they didn't do Wolverine. That's why they did their version of Wolverine. Not right, Wolverine. right, right and, right. and it worked. It worked really well. But he was never really like the Wolverine from the comics. Comic right. book. Although actor. Logan is Logan's a goddamn amazing movie. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, having yeah. said that. Uh, Hiddleston's Loki comes very close. It's a really good role. It's a really brilliant performance. Um, I can't see anyone like the the current iteration of the MCU and the characters that they've gotten to embody these these characters, uh, the actors that they've gotten to embody these characters. They just knock them out of the park because Sarah Halle Finn's a genius. You know, she's she just an amazing. Right. Like, I mean, Jen, has she ever missed? She's never missed. Right. Like, I don't think she's ever missed. Like, no. I think. Every single one of those casting choices has been. I mean, maybe Terrence well, Howard is. Well, <laughs> no. Natalie. Yeah, I I, I would I would argue Gordon. that until you know, Love and Thunder, yes, somehow she and Chris Hemsworth found chemistry. But I would agree with the first two. Yeah, they, I had, agree. Zero they had zero chemistry. chemistry. I'm like like, 
I cared very little about yeah. James Yeah, I wanted to derail the conversation, but if we wanted to talk about Natalie Portman, the Natalie Portman issue until Love and Thunder, my friend said it was because there are movie stars and there are actors. Natalie Portman is a capital A actor. Chris Hemsworth is a movie star. You can give him anything and nothing to do and he would still be dazzling. But right. if you give an actor nothing to do, they have nothing to point. do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know about that. It, well, yes, I guess that that's true. But if you take a look at Mads Mikkelsen, who's an actor, I would mm. argue, and you take his role as Calcilius from Doctor Strange, it's not a very well-written role, but it is elevated by a terrific freaking performance by Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, because Mads, 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 Mads Mikkelsen is incredible. Because yeah, he's a capital he's A actor. <laughs> I, I think Natalie there are movie, there, actress, there but... is overlap. You don't have to just be one or the other, but I think right. agree that there are... Chris Hemsworth, I, especially in that first movie. I mean, nobody knew who he was. He wasn't really yeah. doing much other than just eye banging the camera. But then Natalie uh, Portman <laughs> has nothing to do other than just be blushy the whole time. And it's just kind of like, yeah, that's true. Awkward. I, I know, just know, be, like, can I say something? I feel like we're giving a little bit more, like too much attention to like all only, only the male like actors. But I do well, want to like give female, a quick so. shout out. I want to give a quick shout out to Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman in yeah. Batman. Brilliant. Because that uh that performance is amazing. Also, Johansson as as let's be honest, Black Widow. I, I yeah, love perfect. Black Widow. And yeah, I love... until the, until she had to play off Florence Pugh, and then that just Aww, I was like, I, oh yeah, it, it did make her. It did it, it. Florence is better. Let's be honest. But um, yeah, I do I do really like um, her as Nat. I thought she was great as Nat. I think Karen Gillan as as Nebula's oh, just yeah, a stunning job. And um, her character I mean, development. She's Irish or Scottish, right? Gosh, yeah, very, very yeah. much so. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and... bring it back to Iron Man three. I mean, I yeah. also felt like part of the problem was that you were just. I mean, Rebecca Hall is here doing like Nothing. what? Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> And that was part of my issue too. I'm like, we're spending a lot of real estate in this movie, just doing a yeah, lot of yeah. things that don't really lead up to the PTSD stuff with Robert Downey Jr. and Tony Stark. Like, that's amazing. That's awesome. It's true. Love the interaction between really him and Rhodey. Yeah. Love all the stuff, you know, like the intrigue of it all. But some of this other stuff where they were really like, I know, what if we make people glow? And at one point, Guy Pierce is going to become a fire-breathing dragon for no yeah. reason. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, that wasn't very good. It was lame. You it know was what scene up. went on too long when they had Tony chained to the bed frame? And he's bantering with those guys. And I get he was waiting for his suit to come in, but I was just sitting there like, it's no, I love that. On with it. Yeah, exactly. I, love that. I, I agree with you. Yeah, I, I actually love It's that. a very Shane Black thing to do, to be honest. Yeah, it, it is. It is. Incredibly Shane Black. I'm surprised there were no exploding toilets. Really. Yeah. I mean, uh, like, that, that that's the thing. The Shane Black part of this, and this kind of goes back to what I was saying about people kind of putting themselves above the material. Mm-hmm. Not that Shane Black did that all the way, but there are Shane Black moments in this that just don't work in the MCU. Tony Stark going full home alone on people was kind of dumb. Um, like the the banter on the bed, like you were saying, Jen, uh, kidnapping the president was a very Shane Black thing to do. The lethal weapon stuff where Rhodey and Tony are running around like with guns and ducking under things. That didn't work for me. It's yeah, we're not no offense to Shane Black. He's not no. a bad writer or director, but I don't think he was the right person to do this movie. I never thought about it until you guys, you guys have a really, really good point about the lethal weapon thing. But now that I think about lethal weapon within the context of Iron Man three, you're right. They are like fucking exactly the same movie. Christmas time, <laughs> buddy cops, president. Uh, I mean, right, like, listen, right, right. I'm, I'm all for these directors getting to like be themselves with these kind of like stories. It just felt like, <sighs> 
we had so many other cool things to talk about, like yeah. his PTSD, how that's manifesting. I mean, the yeah. most interesting thing about Tony Stark is always his mental state. That's always yes. been you know, yes. his huge motivator. I mean, yeah. in Iron Man 1, it's his guilt and yeah. his need for like to redeem himself and make it yeah. up to, you know, this basically naive version that he used to be. And yep. this one is all just about like, yeah, how Iron Man has become his coping mechanism as opposed mm-hmm. to something yeah. that he can offer to other people. That's a great um, point, Tony. Yeah. Really good point. Really yeah. good point. And I, I yeah. love that scene, though, where they are destroying the mansion, and we all think he's about to zip into the suit and be Iron Man, and the suit completely puts it on, know, pepper. Puts it on pepper. I was like, yeah. you can do that? You can do that? And for us who are like waiting for her to be in the rescue suit, we're like, yeah, she's going to the rescue. And then we wait, we wait, we still wait like a long ass time for her. It's only 10 more movies or whatever. It was fine. Yeah. Yeah. But (laughs) guys, I I know we could do this all day. Um, You know, see what you did there. Wrong franchise. This is a good group, though. This is a really good group. Yeah, I love this team. This was a lot. Yeah. I I think we did assemble a really good team, right? Um, But uh, I, I know that we're also over time. Um, again, I can't wait for us to talk again for the next Marvel movie or the you know retrospective that we end up doing. It was a lot of fun. Uh, but that being said, all good things must come to an end. And uh, I, I wanted to kick it to you guys just to say uh, where everyone can find you. And if you guys had any final thoughts. Um, yeah, uh, Jen, I'll start with you. Um, where can everyone find you? And uh, final thoughts for the podcast. Yeah, I'll be at my house until my car battery charges. Um, no, uh, <laughs> I'm on Instagram uh, at do underscore as underscore Peggy says. And you can find the adventures of Mike and I, along with our other Avengers friends at California Avengers. And we have two events this weekend. So Come we'll down to Disney Anna. Three, and see, three. Say hi to us. Yeah. yeah, the Disney Anna Fan Club Expo is this weekend, and that's yep. one you can come to. The other one you can't come to. So, <laughs> but you can see how much great, how great Probably. it is. So you could come to the yeah. other one that's at the same time, though. If you, if folks want to come to Free Comic Book, oh yeah, Day House in of Burbank, Secrets in Burbank, the House of Secrets. Uh, you'll 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 meet me there. That Mike might be that one. from coming, but if you want to come anyways, that's totally cool. You'll get free comics out of it. Um, but that being said, um, yeah, yeah. Um, come, come visit us. The Avengers are always here for you guys, you know? Yes. So yes, absolutely. We got two on the call. We got two on the chat right now. Um, by the way, um, Jen, we've got, of course, Andy, but then it, it looks like Katie is also with us. So, hi, um, Katie. Hi, Katie. Shout hey, out Katie. To yeah. One of our, one of our favorite, Ka- uh, Captain Carters. Um, yes. you know, uh, and she's also Hi, got an Peggy. amazing Kitty Pride. Yes, she does. Uh, um, so thank you for tuning in, um, Tony. Where can everyone find? Oh, I'm sorry, Jen. Did you have any other final thoughts before I kick it to Tony? No, I have no thoughts in my head. We're good. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, Tony, um, where can everyone find you? And final thoughts. Uh, you can find me at the Tony Sanchez on all the social platforms. Uh, Tony with an I, Sanchez with a Z. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Um, yeah. Right here sucks. Yeah. There's ne- no, there's never been a bad MCU movie. So as much as I don't enjoy it, I'm certainly going to pick it over certain other films that shall remain nameless. But yes. Um, no, yeah, name them. <laughs> I will not. Not now. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. No, Tony, I, I love everything that you brought today, by the way. Um, it's, it's really great to have these wonderful debates with someone who's intelligent, who knows the material and who loves it just as much as I do. So this has been a joy. Thank you so much for all, all your contribution. Jen, you too. I mean, like, 
I love I love that you're on and supporting all of this too. And we see eye to eye a lot of the time too. So it's it's always great to to have. And us. I saved Chris Pratt's life for you guys. And and you saved Chris Pratt's <laughs> life for us. That's just that's kidding. A big takeaway from today. Absolutely. Um, yes. Thank thank you both. Uh, Jack, where can everyone find you? And final thoughts. Uh, you can find me on uh, on Instagram, Jack Rod Shoe, J A C K R O D S H U, on Facebook, Jack Vega. Uh, Jack really been a pleasure this is the first time that we've done a show with you and honestly yes. you just you rock the living hell out of it so thank you so hell much yeah. for your contributions and your yeah <laughs> um and for for everyone out there um i'm tony stark no i'm kidding um i'm mike manalo um you can find me at tidy boy 182 on instagram and twitter but also uh i'm i write for the nerds of color.org what to watch uh, com, and that's at la uh, definitely look up those socials as well because there's some really great stuff there, um, including we are doing a Guardians of the Galaxy week in honor of the movie coming out this Friday on the nerdsofcolor.org, not to shamelessly plug, but uh, you can catch my interview with Chris Pratt tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, bring tissues for sure. Um, bring tissues for sure. Um, you'll need you'll need tissues for happy, you know, uh, for sad crying and for happy crying, not because of other reasons to be happy and to sh anyways, whatever. Um, <laughs> but that being said, um, yes. Um, yeah. Uh, we, we've got my interview with Chris Pratt tomorrow on the nerds of color. Uh, my interview with Takuti Iwuji who plays the high evolutionary on Thursday and then oh, wow. uh, a bunch of other coverage too, including my review, which is up now. So you guys can yeah. see how much I loved it. Hell yeah. Uh, read it after you watch the movie. Okay. Just spoiler alert. That being said, guys, I love this franchise. We all love this franchise. And more importantly than this franchise, we love you guys. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, you know, I mean, I think the last words I have to say are, I am Iron Man. Good night, guys.